In 1 Corinthians chapter 9, verse 27, Paul says, I discipline my body and make it my slave. You know, we often forget, guys, that God has called us to steward the bodies he gave us so that we'll be ready, healthy, and spiritually dangerous to fight the good fight, whether it's working at your job, serving your God, protecting your bride, or being a great dad to your kids. That's why we're so excited to partner with Mountain Tough Fitness Lab. Mountain Tough Fitness Lab is run by Christian men who are passionate about training you to be your best version and to stay dangerous and ready for God. Join me on my journey by going to mountaintough.com. That's M-T-N-T-O-U-G-H and getting your free six-week trial when you type in the code ARENA30. You won't be disappointed. Stay dangerous. Welcome to the Man Card Podcast and our mission to build an army of men in the arena who are becoming the best version of themselves in changing their world. Males are born. Men are made. We're going to separate the men from the boys. A man is as a man does. We want to help you to become the best version of you. Theodore Roosevelt spoke about this rare breed saying, the credit belongs to the man who is actually in the arena whose face is marred by dust and sweat and blood. That's awesome. The man card belongs to those protecting integrity, fighting apathy, pursuing God passionately, leading courageously, and finishing strong. A man is as a man does. Enjoy today's episode. Men in the Arena Army, we We salute salute you you for... Grinding it out in the stress bubble of life. Thank you, men, for listening to this episode of the Equipping Men in 10 on the Man Card Podcast. Guys, our goal is to call you in to things that would normally cause you to shrink back. We want to call you out of the faceless, nameless, male-dominated bleachers. We want to call you up to become the best version of you because we know that when a man gets it, everyone wins. Hey, I'm Jim Ramos, and as you heard, I'm here with the backbone of the MCP, Dale Culver. How you doing, my man? Doing good, man. Throw a man law my way. Let's see if I can hit it. Okay, man law. You got to take ownership of your kids' behavior, and if they are uh, out of control and uh, maybe even being a bully, that's on you. You know, it's really funny. I had a situation a while back now where a, a young man was arrested for a drunken public, and um, and his parents, these are a, this is an adult young man. He was a, this is an adult and his parents were defending his drunken behavior that he was victimized. I'm like, well, he was drunk in public, right? Well, yeah, but, and didn't, you know, come on now. And I think sometimes what we do is we we refuse to def- we refused to allow our kids to fail. We're, we we will not take ownership. Our kids are perfect. Again, this goes back to the helicopter mom and the bulldozer dad. We make our kids the center of the universe, and they can do no wrong. It's a very, very unhealthy way because our kids will experience failure at some point in their life, and they've got to have the the uh, wherewithal and the stamina to overcome that and to navigate through that stuff. And so yeah. I think that's really good. And We've if just, they don't love people, uh, then something they haven't been seen it. Well, yeah, a lot of times what we do is we teach people this, this narcissistic view of parenting, which is you're the center, you're beautiful, you're the best, you're number one, and anybody else who thinks otherwise is wrong. Mm-hmm. And so that's where this entitlement thing comes on. And our, and, and our generation has been horrible at raising entitled children. 
we're the ones who came up with the participation trophy. It's on us. Uh, you know, I can't tell you how many kids I see driving around with, in cars better than mine. And they're four, fifth, 16-year-old kids who don't even have a job, what don't pay it? for their insurance. They're spoiled rotten. What was that car we saw at, at the college? Was oh, there, some kids showed it? up with a 2018 Corvette, 18-year-old. <laughs> I mean, you know, it's like, come, come on. on. What, what's the message you're, you're giving to your kids? So, oh. so, hey, I want to talk about in this podcast, I want to go back to our interview with Paul Coughlin. I thought that was really good and very, very rich. And a lot of it was very new. Uh, bullying is not something we really talk about with manhood. But with men, we need to talk to our men about raising children who are bully-proof. And so Paul in his books talks about in his book talks about three uh, options when combating a bully, and I think if we can navigate with our children through this beforehand and strategize beforehand, they'll never have to deal with being a target or being prey to some some uh, bully. And so the first approach uh, that is taught, and sadly it's taught in a lot of Christian circles, and I categorically disagree with this this method. But I call this the passive approach. In other words, take it. Take it. Turn the other cheek. I had a friend, you and I had a mutual friend who, who taught this to people. Just let them hit the other cheek. Just keep, let them beat them. If they want to steal your virginity, let them do anal too. If they want to rob you of your shirt, let them take your pants too. I mean, it's like, it's like what, where does it stop? It's a snowball of allowing yourself to be violated when you as when you teach this 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 method uh, and using this Bible verse, this only time in Scripture that this is used, and Jesus in Matthew chapter five verses thirty eight to forty two, he is not talking to children; he is talking to adults. And this passage is about being a generous human being. It's not about being allowing somebody to violate you. And so we have to be really careful about this passive approach because I believe it. It it it. Uh, the only thing it really does is help our children become victims. And I don't care. Uh, this statement, "What doesn't kill you makes you stronger," is a bunch of garbage. You don't have to take it. And I've never seen. And Paul in his book has never seen any child become stronger because he's been victimized by bullies. Serial bullies. So, what are your thoughts on that, Dale? Wow, that's pretty heavy. Yeah. Uh, well, uh, all of it. Uh, yeah. No, I I was raised that uh, y- you don't do that, and my kids, I don't want them to like have to experience that either. So, no, stand up for yourself, be assertive, and uh, like we said earlier, be, have your head on a swivel and be ready for stuff to come at you. And so. No, I don't think you should ever bend over and just take it because that's what, when you take biblical stuff out of context. Yeah, you just can't. The problem with guys, sometimes we take one verse and make it a doctrine. In fact, Paul in his books talks about this niceness doctrine where we're told to turn the other cheek, you know, do unto others, you know, kill them with kindness. If you don't have anything nice to say, don't say it at all. You know, all of these things, uh, you know, and I'm not saying to have our kids walking around looking for somebody's butt to whoop on. I'm saying that we should train our children to be ready to help that person who's fallen, mm-hmm. to, to, to give some lunch money to that one kid who forgot their lunch that day, to sit at the lunch table with a young man or woman who doesn't have any friends. When I coached football, when we ran, we run, sometimes we do the more distance runs, and I always taught my captains they run with the slowest guy because those guys can get it done faster, but run with the slowest guy. Right. When they were leaving the bus after games, they were in charge of cleaning up the bus. The captains were. 
And so they learn the servant attitude. And well, so I those think this young people someday are going to be uh, old, and they're going to be leading people. They're going to have influence. And if they don't get it now, they are going to be people who are not going to stick up for the, an organization or the greater good. They'll well, just sit well, by let's and think let about stuff this. happen. This is a problem. I have, my wife and I were having a date night the other day, date day, and this couple walked by. And I, I looked at her and I go, I've known that guy almost 20 years now, and he's never done anything in the church. In fact, he's just unknown. He's anonymous in church. And these passive men become passive adults. They're non-contributors. They're males in a sea of voided faces in the bleachers watching those in the arena uh, die in battle and fight for life. And so these these guys as children, just because time passes, that does not mean that you you don't become a man by time. Man is not about chronological age. A man is as a man does. And so the second thing is, the second way to combat a bully is to be aggressive. In other words, physically fight back. Now, there's two problems with this that I see, maybe more. The first one is 80% of bullying is non-physical. It's verbal assault. So to teach our kids to sock some kid in the face who makes fun of him or teases him, well, that's it's a mute point because now our kid will be seen as the bully, right? Right. The other thing is a lot of these targets are uh, kids with mental issues. They're, they have, they're on the autism scale. Maybe they have Down syndrome. Maybe they have other severe emotional uh, uh, or, or, or uh, psychological uh, issues that, that, that put them and isolate them as targets. The other thing is many times, the third thing is many times these targets are smaller and weaker or they're fat, chubby, you know, ch- my mom used to call me husky, you know, really overweight kids. They, they're kids who are seen as soft and easily victimized. And so to ask kids who are already in that spectrum to physically defend themselves is really setting themselves up for a greater failure. And so we've got to find another way. And you had mentioned it earlier, and Paul calls it an assertive approach. And in that book, he talks about a couple things. One of them is fogging, F-O-G-G-I-N-G. In other words, teaching our children to say phrases that defend themselves without creating a, a bigger fire. Words like whatever, or hey, maybe that's what you think, or hey, uh, what I say matters, not you. You know, that they would defend themselves with words, but not words that are attacking words that would create a bigger fire. The second thing he talks about, which I really liked, is let's be proactive, mom. Let's be proactive, dad. Most of our guys are dads, not moms. Listen to this. Hmm. But let's be proactive in teaching them to engage with their body language. We talked about this our last time. You know, make eye contact. Teach our kids the art of shaking a hand and looking a man in the eye when you meet them. Teach them to interact socially. Do not allow your children to be isolated islands socially. Get them involved in 4-H. Get them involved in FFA. Get them involved in the band. Get them involved in the debate team. Get them involved in the youth group. Get them involved in sports. But help them to engage socially. And when you do that, you create this band of people around you that will have your back. Even if only, even if there's only one of them, that's enough. So anything you want to add about being assertive, Dale? <laughs> All right, thank you. You're welcome. Oh. Did I just throw you under the bus? I'm sitting here listening, going, "Yeah, am I bullying you right that's now?" So good. Give me an answer, Dale. Now. Oh my goodness. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, hey guys, I'm gonna. Hey, you've been listening to the episode of the Man Card Podcast. This is Equipping Men in Ten. We are all about changing your 
world. So here are three things we want you to do, guys. Enlist in our free resources. Download our free app. It's called The Great Hunt for God. In there, you'll see uh, some of my messages, my weekly blogs, training videos for all of our team meetings, a Bible app that's unbelievable, and life-changing links to the world of The Great Hunt for God. Subscribe to this podcast and share it with your friends. Please write a positive review on iTunes. And thirdly, join the Men in the Arena Closed Facebook Forum for Men. Second thing we want you to do, guys, is invest in resources that will change your life. We think we've got some amazing resources. My man, my book, The Man Card, is a must-have book in every library. Get that book. Get our field guide, the daily devotional or bathroom book for men, and then grab our resources, uh, one of our seven other curriculum resources. Start a team in your area. If that does not work with your DNA, find someone else's. We'll give you their names. And three, guys, change your world. Get involved in championing the causes you care about. Guys, join us in building an army of men in the arena who are becoming the best version of themselves and changing their world because when a man gets it, everyone wins. Hey, guys, until next time, feel the wet sand of that arena floor. Hear the deafening roar of the crowd. Taste the sweetness of victory. Smell the stench of battle. Protect the weak. Get in the game. Get dirty. Grind it out and be made. This is Dale Culver, and you've been listening to the Man Card Podcast. Has your man card been challenged today? If you hunger to be the best version of you, then join the thousands of men around the country on our closed Facebook forum called The Men in the Arena. This is the best place to have open discussions around the topic of manhood. Also, make sure you ask about our newest equipping opportunity called The Man Card Weekend with The Men in the Arena. Let us inspire the men of your organization to become the best version of themselves today. And don't forget to purchase a copy of Jim's new book, The Man Card, Five Characteristics Separating Men from Boys. This is the best book out there that defines what a man is and does. In it, Jim combines his master storytelling abilities with his no-holds-barred style, distinguishing between men and boys. If you want to keep your man card, then pick up a copy of this life-changing book today. Simply go to the Great Hunt for God app or mancardpodcast.com and pick up a copy today. Thank you for listening to this episode, the Man Card Podcast. This is Dale Culver signing off. Until next time, join our army and become the best version of you. Get in the arena. Let the world feel the full weight of who you are. Grind it out. Be a man. What type of dad are you? Guys, in my 35 years of ministry, I've noticed that guys basically fall into two categories. And in those categories, there are four types of dad or four phases that you pass through as a dad. We just dropped an amazing quiz to help you discover what type of dad you are. Find out what type of father you are and get our custom resources fit to meet the needs and the questions you are asking. Head on over to menarena.org. Join 20,000 men for around the world and find out the type of dad you are.